Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to today's episode of Uncaged Heroes. We're awfully glad that you've taken some time out of your day to join us. Um, we hope that you leave inspired or filled with new hope or new insight or just glad that you took this time to kick back and relax with us today. My name is Stacey Johnston. I am honored to be here with you and equally as honored as always to sit alongside my co-host Cassie Holland. Cassie, how are you today? I am doing great. Looking forward to this conversation with this awesome guest. What is cool. it about? Let me ask you a random question. Okay. What is your favorite question that we ask people? Mm. Ooh. And that's hard, you know, after we kind of get into the business. I think probably my favorite question that we get to ask people is, is of all the words that you would pick, what would you say? I, I, I continue to be humbled by the power and the, the hope and the gratitude and the words, the things that I see in those words, and they're all different. They're, they're all so unique. It just really opens up that, that even though we're all walking this journey together, we're all very unique in our travel. And I, I, I really have a new appreciation for that. How about you? What do you like? What's your favorite answer? As a fan of one-liners, I'm going to have to go with the, the T-shirt question. That's definitely my favorite. It's humbling to me. What what emotion does that serve for you when we hear those of all the words there are? What emotion does that bring? It's cool to me because we've had, you know, over 300 episodes of this podcast. And we've asked that question so many times, and nobody has the same answer, right? And we have brought this up on the podcast many times because it's, it's super cool. Nobody has yeah. the same advice. Nobody has the same answer. So I am always intrigued with their mm, one line. Yeah, I think I've said more than once, if I had a, a closet full of shirts that had these statements on every day, I could go pick a new one and come out and just go, yes, I'm ready to face whatever it was that day. Because they all have something, either an amazing question or something to add, and it's bit of hope, and they're just, yeah, it's very cool. It's very cool. Let's get this show on the road. Now we got another one we're going to hear tonight. We're going to see how unique our new guest is amongst the rest. So we have a lady joining us all the way from Queensland, Australia. We're very honored to have her with us. So Tanya Marie, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited um, to be on your podcast today, or well, today for us, this evening for you guys. <laughs> so yeah, I'm really excited to dive in. Okay, so let me ask you kind of the same question. There's 126,000 podcasts out there right now. Right, we get on the podcast collaborative and the people that we get to meet, there's so many different things you can discuss. What intrigued you about this one? I think the idea of an uncaped hero is very, you know, intriguing for me. I mean, you know, traditionally... When you, if you asked anybody, or you know, especially children, like what a hero was, then they would come up with the usual superheroes. Um, I think adults would come up with 
um, sort of you know emergency services people, the first responders. Um, but as a like a life coach for mums, I can't go past the idea that just an everyday mum is an uncaped hero. So that was sort of what I was really excited about when um, when the opportunity came up to talk to you, lovely ladies. Well, then let's have that conversation, shall we? Let's get this show on the road. Tell us who is Tanya Marie, what do you do, why do you do that, and how can we connect with your services? So my name is Tanya from Tanya Marie Coaching. I am a life coach for working mums who struggle to create time for themselves. They have dedicated, you know, the majority of their adult lives to you know being the loving partner and raising their their gorgeous children and they're getting to the point where they've realized that they have lost themselves in the role of mum and partner and it's time to take a little bit of time back for themselves to refocus on who they are and what they want out of life outside of being a mum and to start actually investing in themselves. So those are the women that I work with. I am available um, on Instagram at Tanya Marie Coaching and Facebook. Um, I'm under Tanya Marie Life Coach and I have a website which is uh, tanyamariecoaching.com. Well, okay. Beautiful. Thank you for the space that you provide for those working moms. It is a it's quite a battle that we face sometimes um, as working moms. When we get up in the morning, we immediately have about four hats before we ever get our clothes on, right? We're wife and mom and referee and cook and chef and fashion designer, and we're not even out the door. And I think if we're not careful, we, we have a tendency to forget who's under all, all of those hats. So I greatly appreciate what you do. Um, how does your program work, Tanya? How do, how do people, is it an individual thing? Do you group, do group coaching? How does it work? Yep, so I run um, a one-on-one uh, coaching program, which goes for three months. We have um, eight sessions during that time. The first one is a deep dive into every aspect of their lives, what they want for themselves, what they've tried in the past to create that for themselves to really sort of get um, a clear picture in mind about who they are, who they want to be, what they want to achieve in their lives. The next six sessions we hold every two weeks and we really dive into the sort of things that they, they want to create in their lives. We, um, we work out practical tools and tips and processes to help them work through any self-limiting beliefs they've got. I know, you know, for myself in particular, like the mum guilt was a huge issue and also the self-worth. So we work through all of that. And then at the end, we have a celebration session, which, you know, is what it is. Like we, we celebrate exactly what they've managed to achieve and the journey that they have, you know, commenced for themselves so that they can not just, you know, be mums, they can be more than that. They can 
I mean, we spend so much time telling our children that they can be whatever they want to be. But the same goes for mums. There is, you know, there is nothing um, other than our own limiting beliefs and, you know, maybe a couple of outside um, constraints that stop us from being exactly who we want. So that's, that's what I do. That's the process that I go through with, um, with my beautiful clients. Mm. I love as, it. A, yeah. as a stay-at-home mom of three small children and a wife, I absolutely identify with everything you just said. <laughs> so thank you for what you do. I think that's awesome. I think that is a, a beautiful but rare service. So thank you. It's, it's just a joy for me to, to work with these women. I know for myself that I, I suffered for so long, um, you know, being the lowest priority and, and realizing that I had created that for myself. So that's, you know, that's the, the joy that I get is helping these women realize that they don't have to come last. I love that. That's so easy to forget. So let me ask you another question. Along your journey and throughout all of the beautiful people that you have met, is there a specific definition for what a hero is to you and who fits that for you? <clears throat> I think for me, as a, a life coach for mums, I can't go past all the mums out there, um, and it, which is interesting upon reflection because I would not claim that title for myself. I wouldn't call myself a hero, but I think essentially that is exactly what we are. When I think about the, the idea of an uncaped hero, I think about the mum who is trying to do the grocery shopping with screaming kids and I think about the mum who is awake all night with her babies and then shows up as best she can the next day and then she's awake again all the next night and she's showing up again the next day. I think for me that, you know, that is, that is a hero. That's, you know, she operates... Um, at the best level that she can on any given day and time and it goes unnoticed and unrecognized and, and often, quite often unappreciated for years. Um, but she does it. You know, it's that, that idea of self-sacrifice um, for the good of, you know, of her family. So I think for me that's, that's what I think um, when I think of the term hero. <clears throat> I love that. I, you know, while ago when Kath asked me what my favorite question was when we asked, I really had to beg between these two because like you said, you know, if you ask a young child or just someone walking down the street, hey, how do you define a hero? And they're like, Superman, dude, right? Captain America, Spider-Man, the Marvel comic guys, or you morph into politicians and athletes and, the, and stars and the wealthy and the powerful and really what we've learned is the definitions are my mom, 
my stepmom, the mothers I work with, right? These women that sacrifice every day. And it has brought such a humbling definition to the word hero. It's, it's such a beautiful thing. <clears throat> so I heard you say a while ago that you didn't give that title to yourself. So I'm going to stand here a second and say, go ahead and put that crown on, girl. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> you, you, might, you, you may feel comfortable wearing it, okay? Just so you know, you go ahead and put that crown on. <laughs> so of all the journeys you've been on and the moon that you've met and the changes that your life has been through, what's a life lesson? that you've learned, that you think everybody ought to know? That's a really difficult question to answer because there's, there's been quite a few. Um, I think for me um, it was a combination of um, you are responsible for your own happiness because I fell into the trap of... Um, being responsible, making myself responsible for the happiness of my partner and for the happiness of my kids and assumed that it would be reciprocated and it wasn't. Um, and that's not because they didn't love me, but it was because I had taught them that their happiness was the most important thing and um, my needs um, were the least important priority. So that was probably, you know, my biggest life lesson. But having said that, after realising that, the next big life lesson for me was that you need to have the courage to ask for what you want. That's a big one. Expand on that just a little bit. So for me, my biggest realisation was that the situation that I found myself in, which was married, three kids, beautiful home, great job, loving family, and I was absolutely miserable. So the mask on the outside was everything was fine and going okay. But on the inside, I was angry and I was resentful and I was miserable and I was lonely. And I had the realisation that I had chosen to be in that situation. Um, and the problem where, with putting yourself last for the majority of your life and definitely the majority of the time that I was with, you know, that I've been with my husband and my ch children's entire lives when you choose to be the lowest priority, you're actually teaching your family that that's where you belong. You belong at the bottom of the, the priority list. And then having to turn that around, not only to convince yourself that you are worthy of being higher up on the list, but then you have to convince your family of the same thing. And that was an extremely scary thing for me to have to do day in day out was to um, to ask for what I want and then be put in this, to a situation where I had to justify that like why why do you why are your needs important now um, and battling that that feeling of, of selfishness and um, 
and yeah, sort of trying to come to terms with, you know, the the self worth, like convincing myself that I was worthy, but then also convincing my family that I was worthy as well. That took a lot of courage. It, you know, it does take a lot of courage when you finally begin to recognize that you have your own story to write, and it makes the people around you uncomfortable. We have a huge tendency to stop because we go, oh, "I'm sorry, that made you uncomfortable." Okay, I'll quit. Instead of recognizing that's really how you fit into their puzzle is really none of your business. That's for them to work out, right? Because you get to become what you're supposed to become in spite of their puzzle, not because of it. Yeah, exactly. Huge challenge. Yeah, beautiful. I love that. I so stand on your podium. <laughs> <laughs> With my crown on. Absolutely, with your crown on, girl, my cape in place. I, we stand there together. I think I, I heard what you do. I think that's great. Cass, how about you? Where does that take you, my friend? I, I love it. Like I said, I, I can relate to that situation. You know what I mean? So, I think that what you're doing is so important. Um, let me ask you one more question. And again, this is always my favorite question because I get lost paragraphs of instructions, right? So one-liners are really good for me. Right, straight <laughs> to the point. I love it. So if you had a one-liner of advice to put on a T-shirt as your statement to the world, what would it say? I think for me it would just have to say I am more than a mama. Mm. That's powerful. Expand. I think a lot of the mums that I work with and a lot of the mums that I talk to, they believe that it's either one or the other. You can either be a mum or you can be selfish and and do what you want to do, whether that's, you know, career or study or and I think they they struggle with the idea that you can have both, that you can be an amazing mum and also have your dreams and goals and achieve them as well. And I think one of the main reasons that I got into coaching was all the time that I spent you know, on the sidelines watching my kids play sport and talking to other mums and a lot of the time they would be like, you know, I've always wanted to write poetry but I have a husband and kids or I've always wanted to start up a side hustle but I've got a husband and kids. And so it was, it was like they felt that they had to choose one or the other. They couldn't be both. Mm, and I just, right. you know, it used to break my heart to, and frustrate me at the same time um, that they didn't believe that they could have both, that they could, you know, be that mama that they wanted to be, be present and energized and there for their family, but also, you know, fully engaged and energized about, you know, their own things, their own goals and their own dreams. So I think it's important for women to know that they are more than mamas and that they don't have to wait 
um, until their kids grow up and move out before they can do something for themselves because the role of a mum, it never ends. It's, it's just, it changes. It's different as your children get older. And so my children now were 21, almost 20 and 12. And I still, I'm still um, providing, you know, support and, um, and guidance to my adult children and, and my 12-year-old daughter. So it's, it's just important, I think, for mums to know that they are more than mamas. You know, I think that's so important because it's such a, a mixed message from what society would try to teach you, right? Oh, you're a mom, you can't do that. You're going to take that time away from your children. And like you said, that mommy guilt sets in, and it's a destructive little force. Right, if we let it set in until the moment you recognize you have your very own story to write. Yeah, that's exactly right. I'm still learning that, so thanks for the advice. (laughs) (laughs) We're all definitely a work in progress when it comes to that. Absolutely. I agree. Oh, I've had such a great time on this conversation. I have completely resonate with what you say. The program that I teach is very much in alignment with your message as a coach and a trainer myself and and Kathy as well. So, you know, I I call it God talk when those those souls kind of come together and you get to have that moment of of understanding. I love it. So thank you. I'm going to, I would love our audience to always remember that we're brought to you by God and by grace and enlighten up. If we can serve you in some way, if you'd like to have a conversation with us, if you want to share your story, we're interested in what you have to say please reach out to us at HeroBuilder2020 at gmail.com. I'm going to find my place with respect to you as our guest and with respect to our audience to wind down. So I'm going to start by saying thank you very much for the space you provide, the healing you offer, and I expect you to keep that crown firmly in place. Nobody has to know it's there but you, but please feel free to wear the crown. Okay? And I thank you for joining us all the way from Queensland, Australia. It's been an honor and a pleasure to meet with you. Cassie, how would you like to leave our audience today? With a challenge, as usual. You know, I think that what you do, no matter what age your children are, is very important, right? So if you are a new mom or a veteran mom or, you know, whatever the case may be, Take a second today and see if you can identify with one part of who you are. I love it. I love the challenge that you lay out. And I do hope our audience takes them to heart and takes a moment to just examine how that fits into you and how you sit with that. Tanya Marie, we would be honored if you would take the stage first and close out our show. How would you like to leave our audience today? I would just like to start by saying thank you very much for this opportunity. I've absolutely thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. My advice to our audience is to not let the role of partner and mum define you or lose sight of who you are outside of those roles. You are worthy and capable of so much more. You are more than a mama.